Hello everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to today's episode of Reddit Readings. Today, we are covering some of this week's top posts from the subreddit r slash let's not meet. Hope you enjoy these stories. Reddit Readings, Episode 12. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was kidnapped as a child. I'm a girl. My mom was a horrible addict. She barely took care of me as a kid. At the time of this incident I was around 6 or 7 so my awareness and understanding of things happening may not totally make much sense. This happened in the 90s. One night my mother and I were on a car ride. I wasn't sure why we were driving but it was late at night. I'm not sure what time it was but I assume it was really late because there weren't many cars on the street and I was sleeping in the back seat. I don't even remember getting in the car. My mom drove up to some sketchy house and left me in the car for what felt like forever. Suddenly the car door swung open and someone violently grabbed me by my arm and yanked me out of the car. I started screaming and crying until the man that grabbed me looked in my eyes and said be quiet and don't try to run or I'll kill you. He had a scruffy beard and looked like a madman. I was scared to death so I listened. He held me tight by my arm, shut the car door, and walked with me down the street. I looked back at the house my mom was in hoping that my mom would come out the last second and save me. I looked at the house as long as I could as the man dragged me further and further away. As we walked down the street I wanted to cry but I was in shock and in fear. I didn't know what to do. If I sniffled or cried the man would tighten his grip and yell at me. I can't even explain how scared and confused I was. We walked for a little while and ended up in the projects. The projects were a bunch of buildings crammed together in a shitty neighborhood. We walked into one of the buildings and walked up a flight of stairs. My legs and feet hurt like hell but I was too scared to stop moving or complain. We walked up another flight of stairs when I saw some random guy smoking a cigarette in the stairway. Then without warning the guy that kidnapped me fell to the ground. It happened so fast. I didn't know how the kidnapper fell to the ground so fast but the next thing I remember is the cigarette guy was punching and kicking the kidnapper in his head and face. The kidnapper was out cold. Cigarette guy picked up the kidnapper by the back of his jacket and threw him down the stairs. You have no idea how scary and violent it is to see an unconscious man fall down the stairs. To this day I still have a fear of falling down stairs. He bled everywhere. I still have no idea how cigarette guy knew to help me but I'm glad he did. Maybe he could see tears in my eyes. Maybe he just picked up on something and had a bad vibe. But he acted instantly. The first second he could. He attacked my would-be kidnapper. Cigarette guy starts pacing back and forth swearing at himself. Gritting his teeth and clenching his fists. I thought he was mad at me so I started to cry. He looked at me and said. Okay 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 shut up shut up he had an attitude so I listened to him out of fear. I wasn't as scared of cigarette guy as much as the beard guy but I was still in fear of him. He started to ask me questions with an attitude. Why are you out this late? Where are your parents? Why would you talk to strangers? I was in so much shock and confusion I couldn't answer the man's questions correctly. 
He asked if I knew my way home and I told him I didn't. I told him a broken story about what happened and somehow with the information I gave him he knew where my mom's car was. The only thing I remember about the road is passing a house with Christmas lights on it despite Christmas already being over. I think he knew the area well enough and figured out where I needed to go from that information but I honestly don't even remember telling him about the Christmas lights. Anyways he told me he would take me back if I promised over and over that I wouldn't tell the police that I saw him or anyone that looked like him and made me promise that I wouldn't even tell the police anything. He had an attitude I didn't care what he asked me I just wanted to go back to my mom so I agreed. I followed him down the stairs. The bearded guy was still laying on the ground bleeding at the bottom of the stairs that cigarette guy threw him down. He wasn't moving at all. For all I know he was dead and I hope now that he was. Cigarette guy stepped over the bearded guy and I followed. We walked outside and cigarette guy looked around panicky. I remember him telling me. The police don't like me. We walked out of the projects and my feet still hurt. Cigarette guy was walking fast in a panic and I had to basically jog to keep up with him. I started crying and he asked what was wrong I told him my feet hurt and I remember him sucking his teeth and picking me up with an attitude. He awkwardly cradled me in both arms. He walked down the road for a moment. Then I remember him swearing and running behind a house or a building. A cop car was driving down the road. He put me down and told me to run to the police car. I tried to run but my legs could barely move and I was scared. The cop car kept driving and rode away without seeing me before I could even get remotely close to it. He kept swearing to himself as he picked me up again and ran down the street. He took me behind a lot of houses and hid from every cop car that drove by. I assume now that the police were looking for me. He carried me in both arms running fast down the road when I saw my mom at her car in the distance. She was surrounded by police. Cigarette guy put me down and told me to run to the police. I got so excited the pain in my legs disappeared. He put me down and ran away. I ran towards the police and my mom. My mom picked me up and hugged me tight. The police started to ask me and my mom questions. I don't remember too much about their questions but I remember my mom telling the police some convoluted story that just didn't make any sense. She basically told me to not say anything and I didn't say much but cried a whole bunch. We went home. Days later my dad picked me up and knew something was wrong. I told him everything. I never lived with my mom again. When I grew up and had time to think about that day I never forgave my mother. Not too long ago I asked my dad what he remembers about the situation and he told me what he thinks happened from what I explained to him from years ago. He said my mom was on a drug binge. I got kidnapped. Someone saved me but the person that saved me had warrants and wasn't mad at me he was just frustrated with the situation that he had to deal with. Imagine being a criminal on the run and now you have a kidnapped girl with you and you just beat a guy up half to death. If he would have gotten caught with me he could be in jail for my kidnapping. With my mom lying and me being in shock and confused I wouldn't be able to tell them that the man helped me because while it was all happening I didn't even notice he was helping me. To the man that saved me thanks. To the man that tried to kidnap me. Let's not meet. Let's not meet pervert that followed me, my fiancé, and two year old stepdaughter. Over the summer me, my fiancé, and my stepdaughter, then two years old, went on a vacation to press Carlin Par. We stayed there throughout the afternoon and decided to get dinner in a nearby town, Erie, Pa. We go there and see a water fountain that kids can play in. We think our kid would like that so we get food and take her there. Now it was kind of a pretty sketchy area. 
There were a lot of people that were super ghetto for example face tattoos and looking pretty high. But there were also kids and it was still a little light out. Like 6.37pm. Me and my fiance sit down and watch our kid play for a bit. At some point our kid wants me to run in the water with her so I do. I kind of keep going back and forth between playing with her and keeping my fiance company. After playing with my kid for a while, I come back to my fiance. She looked kind of pale and said, go get stepdaughter we need to leave right now. I didn't know what was going on but go to get stepdaughter. As I was turning to go back and get her, I notice a group of about 3 really weird guys staring intently at us. When I looked over, one of them stood up a little bit and was giving me a stare. I grab our kid and start following my fiance who is booking it. As we were walking away she tells me that somebody is following us now. I look over and see the creepy looking, shirtless dude getting into this old, beige sedan behind us. My fiance explains to me that the same man kept approaching her whenever I would get up to run around with our kid. At first he introduced himself and tried talking to her. She thought he was benign but just trying to hit on her. When I came back he apparently bolted. I sat with her for a couple of minutes and then went back to play with our kid. Apparently, as soon as I went, he returned. He asked her if she was married to me. She said that we were going to be hoping that it was the end of that. He goes away before I came back to sit with her again. The third and final time I go to play with our kid, he apparently came back. He told her that she thought she was a beautiful lady and asked if that was her daughter, pointing to our kid. My fiance said yes and the guy said that our kid was also a beautiful lady and that his night was gonna be made. Whatever that means. Cue when I come in and we book it. We're walking back to our car which is kind of far away. Erie in general was pretty abandoned outside of the park. And we notice the car pull out and start driving extremely slowly in a street parallel to us. At this point, I don't think he knew we saw him. My fiance is freaking out. And I tell her to wait near the vestibule of a closed Starbucks, where we weren't in this guy's vision. We stayed there for about 5 minutes and I was watching the roads, not seeing anything. We continue walking but are still on high alert. I find my car parked outside of a McDonald's and we're now power walking to it holding our kiddo. I look behind and lo and behold the same beige car going at 3 miles per hour just barely inches out from the side street so I can see it. As my fiance and kid are getting in, I turn around stand at the back of the car and shoot this guy the death stare. After looking at his car for about 10 seconds solid, he peels out and speeds off past us nearly hitting me. Not sure what this guy's problem was but if you're an eerie, pa, watch out for some scummy looking man that's about 6 feet tall, very wiry, possibly hispanic and driving a beige tan car. I assume that he wasn't tailing us for any good reason. Afterwards I bring up the three guys that were staring at me. My fiancé said that the pervert following us was sitting with them when he wasn't coming over to her and saying creepy shit. All the red flags were there. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to be nice but every red flag was raised and every alarm inside me was going crazy. This happened a few hours ago and I'm safe now. I don't think I have anything to worry about. I'm going to another country to see a band I love. I found a cheap Airbnb online and book it. I was supposed to come in late last night but flight was delayed, train missed, a nightmare trip overall. I was supposed to get to his place after midnight and he told me that was totally fine. I checked the reviews about him and all of them said that he was a lovely host and really nice. But I noticed that all these reviews had been written within a few weeks. 
Red flag number one. Then I missed the final train and was unable to get to the place so I told him that I couldn't make it but will be there tomorrow, today, a few hours ago, and he said it was okay. I got to the train station of the city I'm in and I decide to walk because I hadn't that much cash with me. I walk for about 40 minutes and get to a place that could be called rundown at best. I see drug dealers everywhere, you can just tell sometimes. The door which had the right number on it was just a white door next to a shop. Red flag 2, 3 and 4. I had never been able to get a hold of him. I had his number but he always went to an answering machine and he didn't answer my texts. I walk into the shop and ask if someone lives there and the guy in this shady ass shop says, A few. Who are you looking for? I tell him my host's name and he was playing with his phone in a way that I couldn't see anything of what he was doing and bing. I get a message from my host. He's almost there. I leave the shop and realize that was red flag 5. Half an hour later, a guy comes up in a car with a girl in the front seat and says, I'm your host. It's the wrong address on the site. Hop in the back and I'll take you there. Red flag 6. I just said, you know what? Thank you but I'll find somewhere else. And I walked away. So, red flag experience and man, let's not meet again. Trapped in the office by my deranged ex-co-worker. First time posting, so play nice. This is 100% true and I've wanted to post it for a while but I was too scared until recently. But now I think I'm safe from what happened. So here we go. Okay, this happened a couple of years ago now, but it's easily the scariest shit I've ever been through. I was doing my second year of my degree, so I worked at a well-known fast food place. I don't wanna get sued or whatever but you all are probably all familiar with it. I was pretty good at my job, not that it was difficult to be bad at it. I started off doing day shifts, which is when most of the staff worked. Places like that are like a revolving door, employment-wise. I worked there for 7 months and I may as well have been a lifer. While working there, I worked for a time alongside a dude called Frank. Frank was older than me, I was 20 at the time, I'd guess he was in his early 30s. He had a pleasantish demeanor most of the time, but dude was as dumb as a pole. He constantly did things wrong and was absolutely frustrating all of the time. More than that though, he was just kind of weird. He just did weird shit that didn't make sense to anyone at all. Because of this, I barely spoke to him unless I absolutely had to, and I wasn't at all bummed out when they decided to fire him. As far as I knew, that would be the last I ever saw of him, and I was pretty indifferent about it, other than the vague relief that I wouldn't have to work with someone incompetent again. A few months went on, and I was eventually moved to the morning shift. We're talking 5am to 12pm. It sucked, but it meant I had afternoons free most of the time, which meant I could get ahead with uni work. I generally only worked weekends, and any weekday that I didn't have university. At the time the story happened, I'd already found a new job, and I was on my final day of working for this fast food place. I actually had my first shift at the new place at 4pm that day, and wasn't planning to work, but my manager begged me to train the new girl, and I agreed. I'd still have a couple of hours to change and nap after my shift, so it was no big deal. The day fell on a Wednesday, which I never usually worked, and I wasn't rotated on to work it. That's important to remember. So I get to the store at 5am. Start training the new girl as usual. Everything is going pretty chill and as per usual. Up until about 7am. I look over the counter. And see a familiar face. There was a line of customers. 
but he wasn't standing in it, more next to it. I gave a brief, hi Frank and turned back to what I was doing. We weren't friends and had never spoken, and I hadn't seen him in about 6 months, so I didn't want to give him any more of my time. The dude kept lingering there, though. He asked me how I was, and I said fine, and asked him it back. He said he'd found a new job, and I sort of nodded, but I was serving customers and to be honest, I didn't really want to keep up conversation, and then the weird shit really began. He asked me if I wanted to hang out sometime, to which I snorted and said no. The woman I was serving gave an amused smile, which I returned. Frank wasn't sated, though. He asked again, and when I said no, he asked why. I said that I had a partner, and that I was busy, so no. He asked what I was busy with. I said I was going to my hometown, which was true. I was going to do that after my shift at my new place to see my mom. He asked what was there, and why I was going. Frustrated, I told him that I was busy, and that I needed to get back to work. It's been a couple of years, and honestly it was fucking traumatic, so I don't remember fully what happened next. What I do remember is that suddenly, this guy was acting fucking weird. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He was staring at me with wide eyes, like he didn't know what was going on. He walked around to the employee door and tried to go in. At which point I ran over and held my hands up to him, not touching him, pointedly not touching him. I told him he couldn't come back there, and that he had to leave. The dude is sweating by now, and staring at me. He sort of mumbles something, sounding like he's agreeing with me, and even steps back a little. I tell him that he has to leave, that he has to go. One of the other customers sees us and says firmly, Are you leaving mate? To which Frank nods, but makes no move to actually go. He's just standing there, shaking. The problem with working in shitty places is that nothing works, so the employee door didn't lock. I closed the door anyway, and moved back so I was on the stairs up to the office, so I could see the CCTV feed. I look at the feed from the one pointed at the employee door, and see that he's just standing there at the door, unmoving. Meanwhile, the new girl is still serving customers by the way. I'm scared as fuck so I text my manager who tells me she's on her way in any way, and just to hold tight, he's still standing there, so I ask her if it's okay if I head up to the office, which she says is fine, it's not too busy, and honestly I wouldn't care if it was, so I head upstairs to the office, just as I get there, I hear the voice of the new girl shouting wait, stop, you can't go up there and holy fucking shit, I turn around and see Frank, dazed out of his fucking mind, coming up the stairs towards me, his eyes are wild and he looks out of it. Once again I hold up my hands and tell him to leave, but this time he seems completely incapable of listening. He just keeps walking towards me. I text my manager in all caps he's upstairs. Remember what I said about working in shitty places? Nothing fucking works. Which meant the door to the office didn't fucking lock. As he approached me, I slammed the door shut and pressed my back up against it. I was hoping that because he seemed so strung out. 
I didn't know if it was drugs or some sort of mental break, but he was out of it, he would just leave, but he didn't. Dude starts pushing on the door, grunting and moaning, and I'm like, I'm 100% in a horror movie. At this point I just nope the fuck out and call the police. I'm screaming on the phone to this girl, shaking like fuck. I've never had to call any sort of emergency services before or since, so the whole thing was just terrifying to me. And bear in mind, he's still pushing on the door as I'm doing all this. She's asking me if I know what he wants or if he has a weapon. And it dawns on me that I have no fucking idea. As soon as the dispatch girl hangs up, I hear my manager's voice talking very firmly and sternly to Frank. From what I can tell, he sounds like he's sort of responding to her. I call that I've called the police, but I don't move from the door. I hear the police soon enough, and they convince him to come downstairs. As he's going, he asks softly, can she come? At which point I scream what the fuck, because that was the last fucking straw. Soon enough, a police officer knocks on the door, and tells me they've taken him outside. He comes in and takes my statement, yada yada. He tells me that all they could do is let him go, since he didn't break the law. They said he didn't seem to be on drugs, either. I'm scared shitless, but I'm sort of just glad he's gone. You'll think that's where the ordeal ends, but apparently Frank had a little prequel in mind for me. After this whole thing, I grab my phone to text my partner, and I notice I've got a new email. I check it, and it's from about 6.30 that morning. From Frank. I don't remember all that was said, but it was essentially saying hello, asking how I was etc. He asked in the email if I'd like to go out sometime, and that I'd had a great impact on his life. What the fuck? I show my manager, and she guesses that he got my email from one of the email threads she used to send with the rotors attached. Remember earlier, though, how I said that I hadn't been rotored to work this day? That I never worked Wednesdays? That he left before I started the early shifts? There was, in theory, no fucking way he would know I would be there, and yet he did. I pass this info on to the police, who told me they still couldn't do anything, but that if I ever saw him in public again even if he wasn't doing anything, to call them. I called my new workplace and very briefly explained the situation. They were very nice and said I didn't have to come in, and that they hoped I was okay. My partner brought me home and helped calm me down while I sat, terrified and paranoid in my bed until I eventually made my way back to my mom's place which was far enough away that I felt safe. I eventually moved out of that town, but only two months ago. Up until then I still saw him everywhere I went, and feared what would happen if I ever saw him. Thankfully, up until now, I never have. So, creepy asshole ex-co-worker, let's not meet again. The blood-cuddling scream that woke me up at 3am. It was Christmas time. My wife and I were staying at her childhood home where her mother now lived all alone. Well, not if you include the cats. Meow. The house was on a quiet cul-de-sac in the suburbs. If you're picturing freshly mowed lawns, American flags, and empty sidewalks, you're picturing it right. It's a single-story home with an attached garage out front. The garage has two doorways, apart from the electric garage door, of course. One leads to the garden and backyard. This had an old doggy door from their days with dear old Max, R.I.P. Max, that they covered with a piece of nailed in wood, that had always made me slightly uncomfortable before, but I figured it had been that way for years so what's the worst that could happen? The second door leads to the kitchen, hollow core, it could stop a mouse, 
but not much else. Definitely not something that wanted in, or someone. We were asleep in my wife's childhood bedroom at the front of the house. 3am I was in that deep, dark recess of sleep. You know, you're in the diving bell, and you're submerged hundreds of meters below the surface in black water, protected from the real world by miles of nothingness. Then I heard it, the scream. What are you doing? It was my mother-in-law's voice echoing down the hallway, to me, lost in a sea of sleep. It sounded like a jet engine roaring past my eardrum. I bolted up. What happened next happened in a matter of seconds. But about that scream, even though I was dead asleep, I heard enough of it to sense an urgency behind it. This wasn't an, oh, you scared me type of scream. This was different, and I knew it, not consciously, but my lizard brain, that piece we retained from our primitive ancestors, knew something was wrong. I watch and read a fair amount of true crime, and this scream awakened that horrible fear, the one that says, this can't really be happening to me, can it? Honestly, in that second of the night, it sounded like someone was about to be murdered. You ever wonder if you're a fight or flight type of individual? I always have, and I came to know something about myself after this night. I'm a fighter. I leaped out of bed, growled, yes, growled, in the manliest voice I could muster, I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker, and took off running. I tore open the bedroom door and ran into the hallway, there, at the end, I saw my mother-in-law, nightgown on, look of utter shock on her face, standing still, we make eye contact as I continue toward her, then she turns her head, looks directly into the kitchen, I hurry past her and round the corner into the kitchen, the hollow core door is obliterated, shards everywhere, I look through the open frame and see the electric garage door is open, I push ahead. As I run into the garage, I hear it, the sound of someone hopping into a running car just out of view. Just as I make it onto the driveway, I see a car peeling out from the sidewalk adjacent to the house, but the adrenaline is still pumping, and who am I to say no to adrenaline? So, like an idiot, I run, barefoot, after the car, I give a good go, but I'm no Michael Johnson, and even he couldn't catch a speeding car, it soon vanishes down the street and I'm left all alone. The police showed up within 3 minutes which, I have to say, makes me feel a lot more at ease with my mother-in-law living there. They took our statements. My mother-in-law said she heard a noise, the hollow core door being kicked in, and walked into the kitchen where she encountered the burglar, a small framed woman. The police theorized she was working as part of a team, her job was to squeeze through the doggy door, kick in the hollow core, and open the electric garage door for her accomplice. According to the police, the burglars most likely thought nobody was home. Fortunately, my mother-in-law must have caught her off guard and scared her, in addition to my manly growl, of course. But it feels good to know that everyone was safe, and to learn that I guess I've got a little fight in me. And, for the record, we bought the heaviest goddamn wooden door you've ever seen to replace that hollow core. I'd like to see a mouse try and get through that. Nearly abducted at an ice station. I don't know if this is an eastern coast thing, for Americans, of course, but in my little town, there's a twice the ice station. Basically, you can fill up water jugs in 5 gallons and get ice bags for cheaper than you can get in the grocery store. I went out a few nights ago to get some water, because who wants to be drinking tap water? My husband was home, and because I'm kind of heavily pregnant, he insisted that he go instead. I wish he would have. It was about 1am. 
dark for miles and in the middle of nowhere. As I get out of my car, I open the back seat to get the gallon jugs and close the door. As soon as I do, a dark blue truck turned van pulls up perpendicular behind me, presumably, so I couldn't get out if I decided to get back in my car. Alarm bells start going off, and the bells start screaming at me when the slide door opens and two, quite large, men step out. It's about a 20 foot distance between them and me, so I do the first thing I think of, pull out my phone. I answered a quote unquote phone call, from my husband and answered with a, hey honey, yeah I'm almost home. As soon as they see me answer one of the guys say, shit, and they both get back in the car, and peel out of the lot, tires squealing and all. I throw my unfilled jugs back into my car and lock all the doors a million times or more before I broke down and called my husband. For real this time, he told me to write down the make and model of the car, color, etc, and we'd go to the police station in the morning. About two days later, there was breaking news of a pregnant woman that went missing. She was abducted, as her father had sworn up and down she wouldn't just up and leave. I know it was the men in the blue van. I've told the police all I know. I don't know if they targeted me because I was a woman all alone in the middle of nowhere, but deep down. I know they targeted me because I was pregnant, and I don't want to think about what would have happened to me or to my baby. So, men in the blue car, fuck you, and let's never meet again. The pervert at McDonald's. When I was in 5th grade, I recall going to McDonald's with my two twin friends and their mother. We were all standing in line, waiting to order. I was leaning on the wall behind me and looking around. This is when the altercation occurred. An old man was sitting at some sort of counter table thing close to the registers. I don't remember what he was doing, but I recall his pen dropping. He seemed to notice it but as I stated before, he was old, so he had a hard time leaning down. Being the sweet little 10 year old that I was, I did a small jog over to him, bent over, and picked up the pen. As I did, he smiled at me and said, good thing my zipper wasn't down, huh, being so young. I totally didn't understand what the hell he meant, so I just awkwardly agreed and laughed. Afterwards I went back with my friends, ordered the meal, and waited at the table with them. I finally asked my friend's mum what does, zipper wasn't down, mean, and she only gave me a confused look. When further pressed, I told her about the encounter and she got so pissed that she tried to look for the man, but he wasn't there anymore. It wasn't until high school when I went back to that same McDonald's in which I remembered that experience and that disgusting old man again. I would say let's not meet, but I think we should. Being in the army and growing as strong as I am, I probably would deck him in the face now. Man stranded at Walmart attempted to lure me. So in my life there have only been a few times I have ever looked back and thought I really could have been killed or something. This is one of them. It was back in 2010 and I had just started college. I had arrived pretty early as I figured traffic would be much worse than it turned out to be and to kill some time I decided to go to a Walmart across the street. After shopping some MTG and buying some food, I made my way out and once I stepped off the curb, a man stopped me. This guy was probably between his late 30s and early 40s and pretty unkempt looking. Ripped jeans that looked old. A shirt that was faded and looked like it once had a design or writing on it, and a baseball cap that appeared to be the only somewhat new thing he had on. Once he stopped me he started up with, Hey man, I hate to be a bother but I was doing some construction work up the road and my truck ran out of gas. 
can you help me out and drive with me to the gas station? I'm alone and pretty desperate. Obviously that seemed sketchy so I instead offered to give him $10 I had on me thinking it might really be a guy down on his luck. To my surprise he immediately shot down my offer and instead continued to insist I instead let him drive me to the gas station in his truck, pay for his gas, and then he'd drive me back. Needless to say this all seemed incredibly bizarre and I told him no and that I was in a hurry. Instead of leaving it alone he began to tell me, man, come on, I'm all alone here and my truck is on e I'm stranded here by myself. When I continued to walk away he began to try to grab at my arm while continuing to beg. I realized quickly that the way we were positioned, every time he went to grab at me and I walked away, he was leading me more and more away from the store and more toward the parking lot which was not very full this early in the morning. Not wanting to let him keep leading me away, I walked back toward the store and said I had something I forgot inside. Instead of following me, he pretty quickly backed off once I made it to the doors. I think he didn't want to go inside and risk others seeing. This may sound like overreacting but at this point I was freaking out. I had never had someone actually try and grab me like that and every bad scenario was running in my head. Not wanting him to do this with anyone else, I alerted the front desk of what was going on and they said they'd handle it. Honestly I don't know if they did or didn't because I quickly went for the other exit and nearly ran to my car. Once I was in my car I noticed he was walking away from his spot and I assumed either they had kicked him out or he was simply admitting defeat for the day. I was curious so I watched him walk to the back of the parking lot and gets in his truck. My heart sank when he pulled away and I noticed two heads pop up from the back seats as if they were hiding out of view until the car was moving. To make matters even more sketchy, he did not pull into the nearest gas station and instead pulled onto the highway. Obviously not something someone alone and running out of gas would do. Fast forward two days later and I stop at the same Walmart and what do I find? Yup, it was him. Still there and still giving the same story about being stranded and needing someone to come with him. This time, instead of telling the store I just immediately called the police. I don't know if he recognized me and saw me on the phone or what, but he left pretty soon after that and I never saw him in the parking lot again. Sorry if it's not as interesting as other stories, but this is easily one of the scariest moments in my life. When I say he was trying to grab at me I mean he was trying hard. Like if he grabbed me he wasn't gonna let go. I don't know what he was planning, but I assume he figured a Walmart near a college would be an easy area to trick naive college kids. Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings episode 12, and if you enjoyed it, you can subscribe and leave a rating. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. 
It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.